the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me on this Wednesday morning. Oklahoma State, things are looking up. Donovan Williams commits on Monday. There's some more rumors circulating, but we'll get to all that here in just a few moments. want to remind everyone to head over to LockedOnPodcast.com where you can check out everything the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer, including a variety of podcasts across the NFL Network that are preparing for an actual sporting event, which is the NFL NFL draft. The NFL draft is next week. One week from tomorrow is the first round, uh, and I'm predicting a a ratings boom. I, I cannot imagine that the NFL is not going to shatter previous draft ra- ratings records because everybody's stuck inside. Everyone's craving sports. Everyone's hungry for it. We all want to know what's going to happen. Uh, where's Tua going to go? Things of that nature. So that will take place one week from tomorrow. Make sure you head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out all the individual NFL team podcasts as well as the draft preview podcast. Again, LockedOnPodcast.com. You can head over to Twitter. Follow me at Colby J. Powell at LockedOnPokes. And you can also follow our partners, Boone Pickens State. On Twitter, it's at BP underscore state Facebook and Instagram just search for Boone Pickens State and be sure to find uh, those guys as well doing a great job bringing you all of the latest and best Oklahoma State news notes and contents all right so I mentioned some rumors circulating and and when I say rumors I of course mean social media people talk uh, there are Oklahoma State uh, players commits now aka Donovan Williams uh, Kate Cunningham has done a little bit of it And what I'm saying when I say it is tweeting at Greg Brown. Now, Greg Brown is one of the the elite prospects in the country. Greg Brown is rated by 247 Sports as the number nine recruit nationally. 99.7 is his rating. Number one power forward in the country, 6'9", 195, number one recruit out of Texas. Now, Donovan Williams tweets at Greg Brown and says, oh, where'd the tweet go? I went ahead to Greg Brown's Twitter. Let's go back. So Donovan Williams said, hey, Tagged him at GB3 Elite. What's good, bro? Two question marks, two sets of googly eyes. Just trying to kind of bring him in a little bit. Trying to trying to bring him in. So on 247, Oklahoma State is not listed as one of his schools. It is Texas, which they've got, by the way, Crystal Ball Predictions has Texas as a uh, 100% commit for him, even though he hasn't committed yet. They've got it at 100%. The other colleges on his list are Auburn, Kentucky, Memphis, and Michigan. So those are kind of what he hasn't narrowed down to. But his dad came out, said some things about him playing with Kate Cunningham, um, some things that, that he thought were interesting. Even whenever you go to his his longer list of teams, you get, I mean, this is from the original, there's probably 15 teams on here, and Oklahoma State is not one of them. Nevada is one of them. Oklahoma is one of them. Rutgers is one of them. Oklahoma State is not on this list. I'd find it highly unlikely that he comes to Oklahoma State uh, for that reason, because he hasn't shown interest in Oklahoma State all along. And yes, the pull of Cade Cunningham is very strong, but is it strong enough that he's willing to basically undo all this entire recruiting process that he's done and change his mind now because Cade Cunningham and Donovan Williams are in Stillwater? I don't know that he would be willing to do that. Uh, And then second reason is Oklahoma State's out of scholarships. Now, there have been some rumors that not everyone's going to be able to qualify 
qualify academically and that some spots could potentially open up, which would make room for Greg Brown. I, I'm not going to speak toward any academic rumors. That That's one of those things that you cross the bridge if you come to it. But when, when you're full of scholarships, if Oklahoma State were to make room for Greg Brown, it, it means that someone who is now guaranteed a scholarship w- would no longer have it. Someone would have to lose their scholarship in order for um, Greg Brown to have one. So I think that's a pipe dream. I don't think Greg Brown is coming. I don't think that's a problem. It would be a luxury to have another guy who's that good. But Oklahoma State uh, has put together a loaded class starting with Cade Cunningham and now Donovan Williams has joined. Uh, So I think Oklahoma State has no problems on the recruiting front. So uh, that's where we are with Oklahoma State basketball. It is Wednesday. That means Deion Amade will join me today. I want to talk to Deion about the defense for this upcoming season. Some of the different guys on that side of the ball. I want to talk to him about Jim Knowles, kind of his philosophy, uh, his philosophy, I should say, the way that Jim Knowles, I think, has grown since he got to Oklahoma State. Uh, I think it takes a while to learn how to play defense in this conference. I think Jim Knowles is getting better at that. And Dion, of course, played on that side of the ball at Oklahoma State. Now still covers that side of the ball for Oklahoma State. Uh, so I want to talk to Dion about everything going on with the Oklahoma State defense. All right, head over to Twitter. Hit me up at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. And go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Simply Green Pharmacy is at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. It's the corner of Perkins and Redbud just across the street east from the Apple Creek Apartments. You can't miss it. Uh, the Apple Creek Apartments, that's actually where I lived my senior year while I was in Stillwater. Everybody knows where that's at out on Perkins, so go see them. Uh, they're doing a great job making sure everything is clean and safe during this pandemic. So head that way. Visit them online at livesgf.com. Make sure whenever you go, tell them that Locked On Pokes sent you. All right, going to take a break. Come back. Dion Imade joins me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back. Rolling along here on Locked On Pokes. Glad everyone is with me on this Wednesday. Head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. See everything that the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer, including podcasts across our NFL platform as everyone prepares for next week's NFL Draft. Everyone is excited for next week's NFL Draft, and I would assume that that includes our midweek guest, Dion Imade. Dion, what's going on? You looking forward to the draft next week? Man, it's very unusual because I used to get like really ramped up for the draft and we talk about it on the radio over here in Tulsa all the time and, and I would like get into it like three or four weeks before and see the guys the 40 times and, the you know, watch some film and, you know, make your guesses and selections on who's going to get picked by who. But this year is kind of like <laughs> very unusual where they're saying – uh, I'm, there's no fans at the draft. We don't know if like, cause it was like a late announcement or how they were going to do it. So we didn't really get an opportunity to, to get really amped up. But I mean, as far as I know, they're having it. And so, yeah, it's fully virtual. There, there's no people in Vegas. As far as I know, no player is going to be there. They're not doing the boats and getting people up on stage. It's fully virtual. Everybody's going to be in their homes. Teams are going to be in their homes on zoom meetings doing the NFL draft, which is, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, the league has a, a timeline. The league has a calendar, and this is when the draft falls, and they need the draft to happen now so that all the other pieces can fall into place. But it is weird having the NFL draft take place via Zoom meeting. I, that just, I don't know how that's going to work. Can't, like, are Zoom I mean, meetings tough to hack? That's what I want to know. Is somebody's Zoom meeting going to get hacked in the <laughs> middle of the draft? 
here's the thing, like NFL coaches aren't known for their progressiveness and how technologically sound they really are. So, I mean, like there's just, I'm a lot of people are going to be tuning in just to see some mishaps happen with these little zoom calls and how it's going to go with the players and them uh, announcing or telling the people who they want to select and uh, seeing the players on camera. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a, some, uh, there's going to be some new uh, twists and turns, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, for the NFL draft. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's interesting. Oklahoma State only loses one starter on the defensive side of the ball, and it's AJ Green. Now he won't have his night. He won't have his name called on the first night. Um, but I think he's a second, third day draft pick. Uh, what do you think about AJ Green transitioning to the next level? I mean, he was he was a good player. I think he. He, he had to take his lumps early in his career as a freshman and some as a sophomore, and then I thought he got really good down the stretch in his career at Oklahoma State. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, A.J. Green was a uh, turned into a shutdown corner for us, and here's the thing. He made his biggest moments at the biggest games. I mean, it was one of those uh, type of players where kind of like the player who wore number four before him, Justin Gilbert, he relished the competition and when he when when the going got tough and he knew it was a big time moment, that's when he shined. And kind of the same with AJ Green. You got to remember that Texas game. All those Texas wide receivers were being yeah. talked about, and and everyone was saying, "Do does Oklahoma State have the defensive backs to hold it?" And I think AJ Green kind of took that a little personal and and really came out there and showed what he had. I mean, even TCU with Rager being in the draft this year, he played against him a number of times and, and had his fair share of tough battles, but he's given it to Rager as well. And just a number of guys in the Big 12 who, you know, had that name to them, A.J. Green showed up against him. So it's going to be interesting. I think he's more of a game-time player, though. The combines and all those 40 times of the test, I don't think they suit him that well. I think he's more of a guy where you got to turn on the film and see what he's really about, one of those football speed type of players. But hopefully he, uh, he gets an opportunity somewhere. Yeah, I think that's a good point because at the combine he runs that four six two, and, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I watched AJ Green for four years. He he's got to be faster yeah. than four six two. But you mentioned the term football, and then it is, had his pro day. He got it down to around the four five mark. But you mentioned the term football speed. You know, I'm sure you play with guys like that who just, in practice, running sprints, they're not going to blow your doors off with how fast they are, but you get them on the field, you get them in pads, you get them in coverage, and it's like, man, you, you can't really get past that guy. Bro, it was, it's, you can, the difference between, you know, speed, track speed, fast guys, and then just football speed, the the player, the team, or the, the, the position you can really test it out really is the running back. Because some of those guys where they're kind of thicker guys and you see them in, in, in off-season workouts or on the track field or, and they just don't look as fast. But when they get through the line of scrimmage and they hit the open field, it's just like a different, <laughs> different speed. They hit a, a different gear and they're gone. So it's it's very hard to judge, but it's something that's very realistic. I mean, not even not even that. Just I mean, I mean your strength and your ability. Sometimes guys don't lift a lot of weights, or they're just not. We used to call it being country strong. Like when a guy who doesn't lift a lot of weights, he's just naturally strong. He's just got those hands that don't let you go. He's just that, that force of strength. When he goes mano a mano with another person, another being, that's where his strength really comes out. Yeah, Oklahoma State's got a guy on the offensive line uh, right now, Rice Schneider, who he he's from Minko, Oklahoma. Do you know where Minko is, Dion? 
you know I don't know where Minko <laughs> is. I thought maybe in your high school coverage. Then again, there'd be no reason for you to be covering Class A. Um, they even, yeah, they've got football. Yeah, they've got a good football team. Really good football team. Um, yeah, so Minko's about 15, 20 minutes from my hometown, Chickasha, and that's where Rice Schneider is from. That's country strong. Minko is... Mm. Mink, I mean, you drive through Minko and you see way more grass than you see buildings. It's it's a small place. Uh, but yeah, that's that country strong that you're talking about. Let's take a quick break, come back on the other side. I want to talk to you about some of these guys on the defensive side for Oklahoma State coming up this year. Some guys that, you know, we haven't talked about that much this offseason, like Trace Ford, Amen Ogbong-Bamigo, one of the best names in all of college football, uh, and more. Oklahoma State returns 10 starters from that side of the ball. So we're going to take a break. Dion comes back with me. We're talking Oklahoma State defense here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked On Pokes. Dion Amade, gracious enough to join me as always. I want to remind everyone to go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Simply Green Pharmacy doing everything they can to make sure that you, the patient, are taken care of during these uncertain times. They've got everything that you need. There's a big day coming up on the calendar next week. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy and they will get you taken care of. 617 East Redbud Drive. You can also visit them online at livesgf.com. Com. All right, Deion Amade is with me, and I want to talk. Uh, so we talked about A.J. Green, who's the only starter Oklahoma State's losing. How about all the guys Oklahoma State's bringing back on that side of the ball? I mentioned a couple of them before the break. Deion Trace Ford, Amen Ogbong Bamiga, but, I mean, Malcolm Rodriguez, Colby Harvell Peel, Trey Sterling, Jark Bernard, Rodarius Williams, Tyler Lacey, Israel Antoine. I mean, you, you talk about a loaded group of guys that are coming back on the defensive side of the ball. I'm, I'm trying to remember a a defense at Oklahoma State that had more returning talent. It, it might have been that team you were on back in 2011. It, it seems like Oklahoma State's had a revolving door on that side of the ball, and, and now you lose one guy who's a great player, but 10 guys coming back on defense? I think we should have pretty high expectations for this group. Man, that, here's the thing. This defense is flying under the radar, and I think uh, Amen kind of mentioned it when they had that little pep rally, and he was on stage voicing for the defense where – we had all these guys coming back offensively and that's where the praise is getting and we got a returning quarterback, but people don't do not forget the the firepower and the abilities and the the, the, the athleticism that we have coming back on the defensive end. We're, we're say it again, ten out of eleven starters coming back on that defense. And not a defense that was just like learning the, the system, not a defense that was, you know, average. This was a good defense last year that kept us in a lot of ball games and played very well. I mean, we found a bunch of stars. I've just mentioned one, Amen and Malcolm Rodriguez, who were uh, guys who were pressed into a row because of injury. And those guys flourished. Both of them, you know, at more than 100 tackles apiece. First time that's happened in an Oklahoma State defense since 1989. Just an impressive statistical season for both of those guys. And then the secondary, we're, we're only missing, which is a big-time guy. We just mentioned uh, A.J. AJ Green not coming back. But I've heard so much good things from this, uh, the, the young sophomore uh, Harper who's going to play that cornerback position. Right. I've Thomas been Harper and then Christian Holmes is the, uh, is the transfer that's coming over as well. So you'll have Thomas Harper and Christian Holmes, I would imagine, will both uh, rotate in, and then Rodarius Williams will be on the other side. 
Exactly, and I've heard Rodarius Williams has really taken his game up a notch. I mean, the the limited amount of practices that he got to participate in the spring, along with along with the team, he was showing out and doing some good things. So I'm going to be very very interested to go out there during two a days and check out some of these practices and see how this cornerback is looking. And so much, I mean, we have so much depth at that safety position though that I had a little bit of a scare. I'm sure you did too on April first. Uh, I saw Trey Sterling uh, print out on, on one April of those, Fool's you know, Day, yeah. on, on April Fool's Day that one of those guys, thanks you to all my Cowboy family well, for everything the caption that I on made Twitter, the decision to. The, the caption said, forever a Cowboy. And so whenever I saw it, I, yes. thought, I thought, what? Yeah, <laughs> I was, because I was thinking to myself, I was like, because before I finished reading, I was like, well, we do have you know, three starting safeties and maybe he feels like he's not in a role that he, you know, can shine more in or maybe he wants to be the main guy and I'm just like trying to make it all the reasons to my head and then I'm like, hold on, wait, he's a starter and then I looked at the end and I was like, oh man, he really got one over on me on that one. But <laughs> so, so it's good to have all three safeties coming back. Yeah, it is. And, and that's Colby Harvell, Peel, Trey Sterling, and Jarek Bernard. And you mentioned the defense keeping Oklahoma State in a few games last year. The defense flat out won the game in Ames. The, the defense won yeah. that game. That, the three interceptions in the fourth quarter, the pick six by Malcolm Rodriguez. Uh, I mean, the, the Tylen Wallace touchdown early, all the stuff Chuba and, and Spencer did in that game was phenomenal. But if the defense doesn't really step up and make a good quarterback in Brock Purdy look very average, Oklahoma State doesn't win that game. Yep. You're definitely right about that. You cannot forget about that. And their performance against uh, West Virginia was pretty, you know, pretty impressive as well. Especially with a, a, a new quarterback coming into the into the offense and them needing a little bit of you know help on that end to keep West Virginia, you know, at a number offensively that would allow us to you know propel past them and, and get that victory. They had some big, pretty big games. And, you know, the defensive line isn't no slouch either. I mean, a lot of good players on that line coming back. And one in particular that I'm sure a lot of people are excited about to see what his sophomore campaign has to offer. Number 94, Trace Ford, the product out of Edmond, Oklahoma, Edmond Santa Fe, Oklahoma. Uh, man, he had a very, very surprisingly impressive freshman year. And I can't wait to see not, not only him, but Israel Antoine and, and guys like uh, Brendan Evers, who kind of, you know, quieted up a little bit in the second half of the season with some injuries. And, you know, got because of that, had his position as a starter, you know, uh, taken away from him. But it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back during the offseason and and see what he has to offer during during the season. Yeah, I wanted to ask you specifically about Trace Ford because you, you at one point had to make that leap from a, a strong, strong high school player to the Division One level at Oklahoma State. Now, now, take us through what that jump is like physically, mentally, and, and just how impressive it is for Trace Ford to be able to make that jump the way he did. And he was, I mean, from the very start of the season until the last snap, he was an impact player as a true freshman, which is so, so rare, especially on that defensive line. The, the real sense of the matter is you go in and you're just so unsure of your athletic ability compared to that competition and what you're going to be facing because you've never seen competition like that before. So the first couple of days, you're kind of taken aback by it like, whoa, these guys move way faster. I'm playing against grown men. 
I remember walking into that locker room and seeing Ori Lemon and Rashetti Jones and thinking, the, me and these guys are going to be <laughs> on the same field? Like, this doesn't seem physically hard. These are grown-ass men. Those boys are monsters. And so when you – monsters. So think about that. I played in the secondary where I was playing against skinny, fast, wide receivers. So I was worried about the speed. Trace Ford had to worry about the speed, the athletic ability, and his – physical body size like the strength of the the offensive alignment that he's going to be going against and be and with him coming in and as a freshman being able to produce and make plays from the jump he came in and you know kind of found himself a little home there and realized that he could play in that you know in that athletic sense in that athletic field he could match up with these individuals. Some players don't get that confidence or don't learn that until their sophomore, early junior year. He got that right off the bat, and that's what makes him special, and it's going to be interesting to see what he produces next year. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch. I, I think this year, next year, uh, his growth is going to be phenomenal. He's one of those guys that, that you could see whenever we do a draft preview in about 2022 or 2023. He's one of those names that I feel like we could be talking about as a, a first, second, you know, third, third day guy. Well, whatever, you don't know exactly how that's going to play out, but you look at guys who do what he did as a 19-year-old, and, and you can't help but think, okay, that's a guy who's got to look impressive to scouts. Yeah, and, and scouts are already watching him. Trust me about that. Once they saw the numbers and his abilities at such a young age, they're already watching him. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, you know, Calvin Bundage coming back into the defense because a lot of those things that Trace Ward was doing, that's Calvin Bundage's role. That was that kind of Swiss Army knife. That's a guy who has some unique abilities that we Jim Knowles can play with. And he saw the same thing in Trace Ford, so he was allowing him to do that. With both of those guys in the game, it's going to be interesting to see what the, uh, what the continuity really is between the two and how it fits into the defense. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I'd totally forgotten about Calvin Bundage coming back and needing to fit back into the defense, but I'm sure they'll find a way right. to make that work. We didn't have time to get into Jim uh, Knowles today, but we can do that next week, the week after, whenever. We've got an entire offseason. Uh, Dion, great stuff today, as always. Appreciate you joining us. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good, my man. All right, that's Dion. Uh, Amade joins us every Wednesday here on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone was with me. Go see our partners, Boone, Pick, and Steak. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out everything the Locked on Podcast Network has to offer as we head toward the NFL Draft. Thanks for listening. Back Friday with another edition of Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.